Hello? Who is this? everybody and welcome to Santa Line, a horror genre podcast where we talk about something horror genre related every Thursday and we are back with author, person who writes things, not really good at 69ing, please welcome in Kelly Green! Um, hello, I'm Kelly Green, aka Kelly Green Ivy! Ivy. Woo! Wow, um, uh, so the six... Me and wow. Kelly tried it. Well, it just wasn't working out. It didn't work out. It didn't work out for us. Yeah. But I did give Kelly a lap dance the other day. I did. She was very, very emotional. I was. It's very much in my feelings. Um, but the lap dance kind of cleared that right up. Yeah. She motorboated me. <laughs> I'm not joking. She motorboated me. I did. You smell like baby powder. Uh, which is shocking because I sweat a lot. I don't even think <laughs> I don't even think I showered that day. So you just never Yeah, I didn't. I didn't shower <laughs> I did not shower that day. Dang. Well, then you just naturally smell sweet. That was a real Yankee. Okay. Oh. So, yeah. With this podcast, Stand Along, we talk... Pussy, pussy, fresh. What, excuse me? I said pussy tight, pussy clean. Speak up, pussy Kelly. Pussy tight, pussy clean. <laughs> pussy fresh. Continue. Okay, thank you. Kelly sometimes mumbles, so we have to work on speaking louder during a podcast. So... This podcast, we had been meaning to film this since August, yeah, and some things came up for some people in the room where it kept being pushed back. I'm a slow reader. No, that's not the case. You just weren't reading because I said, "Did you read this past weekend?" And you said, "No," for multiple weeks in a row. I don't remember it that way, but you're you got the other book done. Yeah, but this. Was- I don't know. I was just bad at it. Damn, you hate joking. Isn't you gotta Hill? be jo- oh Joe Hill. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be <laughs> joking, King. Stephen King. Oh my god, if his last name was King, King? he'd be joking. Oh, his last name should be King. Like you gotta be joking. You gotta be joking. Uh, you gotta be joking. joking. You can't you be Joe Hill. Joking. You gotta be joking. Miss jo- ah. opportunity. Yeah. We like to talk about horror-related things, and sometimes we like to review a book, and we are reviewing, or really just talking about our favorite points from the Black Phone Stories, originally published as 20th Century Ghosts, which is interesting, because that's a different title in the book. Yes. And they switched it to a different title in the book now. Probably for the hype of the film. The movie, which, have you seen? No. I have not seen it yet. We should see it. Well, we are supposed to see it. After we after we did our episode here and then yes. did it for your podcast, yes, which is what? Pick it apart. Have you... When was your last episode? My last episode was uh, last week. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. You, I didn't see you post about it. Righteous Kill... Uh, I believe I... I oh. don't know. Well, tell the people who... Uh, what Pick It Apart is. Tell the people so who Pick don't know apart. who Kelly Green is who Kelly Green is. Hi. I'm, I'm Tara Card. <laughs> No, I'm no, Kelly say Green. who you are. I'm Kelly Green Ivy. Yeah, and she's an <laughs> I'm Kelly Green Ivy, and I'm an author and a podcaster. Author of what? Entertainer. I'm author of... Look to the people. Oh, sorry. Hi. Okay. I'm an author of... Um, my novel is called May, and then I also have a short story called Cool. And um, 
No, keep going. <laughs> keep going. I don't want right. to interrupt All you right. again. Okay. So I've put on horse blinders. Anyway, um, so May and Cool and Elizabeth are my books. And I also have a podcast, podcast. called Pick It Apart <laughs> where I take movies, uh, music. It can also be just concepts. Uh, and we just dig into them. I'm an overthinker, so I wanted to overthink out loud with other people. And She's I'm, right. I Yeah. Uh, my most recent episode, <laughs> episode about a movie called Righteous Kill, but there is an episode that I think it actually has the most listens, um, and it's called, it's about misery, and it's with your host, Tara Carr. Oh, it has the most listens? I think it does. Oh, why? I don't know. Me and your mom are just real cool like that. Yeah. Kelly's mom, Mo, shout out to Mo. Hi, Mo. Is on the I episode. I call you mom. She, she, ain't, she, she told me not to call her Mrs. Green. <laughs> Because that's not even her name. What is her? Tubbs. Oh, work. Yeah. Oh, so you're a liar. Are you telling me Kelly Green Ivy is a stage name? No, my dad's last name is Green. Oh, okay. And what are we talking about today, Kelly? Today we're talking about not the green phone, but the very African-American phone. <laughs> By Joe Hill. You know, if Joe Hill... He wouldn't say African-American. <clears throat> he would have said something else. He would have said something else. Because much like his father, Stephen King. It's a lot of slurs. A lot of slurs in this book. Uh, gay slurs. Mm-hmm. Homophobic slurs. Ableist slurs. Ableist slurs. Uh, racist slurs from multiple All different races. races. But we did enjoy reading some yeah. things. <laughs> I will say some things were good. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not going to completely shit on this book because we spent a good amount of time reading it. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty hefty book, so we're gonna actually just talk about like nine of our favorite stories. Real quick, we're gonna t- we're just gonna say who did not make the cut of the top. There's 15 stories. Yes. 15 stories, and who did not make the cut? One mm-hmm. was Abraham's boy. Yeah. About maybe vampires, maybe. but really it could be just a killer yeah, father. Just a also, person. we're getting into what horror? No. If we're if we're gonna be talking a lot about a book, spoilers. There we go. We're gonna be going into spoilers. If you want to read this book, go read it somewhere and then listen to this podcast. If you don't give a fuck about that, then just hear us talk about it. So yeah, we will not be talking about Abraham's Boy, Better Than More, Home. Mm -hmm. My handwriting is bad. Better Than Home. Yeah. Which was just a boy. It's a baseball boy. It's just, okay. (laughs) The theme in Joe Hill books and these stories is... One, you gotta say a slur. Two, you gotta be into baseball or love baseball a lot. Three, you gotta be talking about someone autistic. Four, you gotta hate fat people. Yeah. You gotta hate fat people. That was a problem with Final Girls too, but that yeah. wasn't Joe Hill's fault. Um. Yeah, that was a pseudonym's fault. Um. We're not going to be talking about Last Breath. We will not be talking about Deadwood, Deadwood because it was like, you know what? You can literally go look up Deadwood and read it yourself. It is one page long. And I think me and Kelly just don't have big, wrinkly brains to understand what it was about because it was short and we didn't get it. Nope. We will not be reading The Widow's Breakfast. No. Didn't love it. I put not good next to it. Not good. Um, And we we won't be talking about Bobby Conroy Comes Back from the Dead, which is not a bad short story. It just wasn't our favorite. We're going to be talking about our our favorite ones, which I I would say one through nine. Yeah. that's uh, what what is that out of fifteen? That's probably like a seventy, right? Nine divided by, by 15. fifteen. Oh, it's a sixty. Ooh. That's a sixty percent. You know what? That's a pass. Yeah. Yeah. 
C's get degrees and not D's. And D's get you. Bitches. Hey. Hey. Oh, hey. Okay. So we're going to be going into kind of just like quick summaries of each story and then talking about them from there. So at number nine, we have, and also 15 through 10, you can rank those however you want in our minds. We just didn't like them that At number much. nine, coming in with you with the hottest video of 1995. This is TLC Waterfalls. No, I'm just kidding. It's Best New Horror, which is a story about a writer who was reading a short story about another writer who got fired because of that short story because it was just so vulgar. It's so graphic and vulgar. Yeah, the, 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 the graphicness of the story was about this man who kidnapped a woman mm-hmm. and a boy, sewed buttons on the boy's boy. eyes, and then sewed buttons on her vagina. Yep. And it was very sexually explicit against her in not good yeah, ways. Yeah, very just torturous. Yeah. Um, and and this, then... this guy who's, like, reading this, he's like, I need to find this writer so badly. So he does find him at his home cabin with his fucked up tooth family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes into the house, which don't, don't, re- don't recommend that. Never. And he meets his family and finds a dead woman... Just in a bed. That he was not invited to go into. No, don't snoop. I learned that the hard way in life. Do not snoop. snoop. You will see things you should not have seen. Nope. And then he runs the heck up out of there. Well, he goes like quietly to the car. He's like, okay, just gonna get something in my car. And then he realizes his keys are inside the house. Yeah, he just just goes, well, I guess I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah. And And then in the distance, you just hear like chainsaw. Yeah. So he, um,. I'm not sure where that buddy makes it out. Because that's how it ends. Yeah. But that's our number nine. Number nine. Um, how did it make you feel? Like, um, did it this story make you feel any type of way disturbed. when you're reading? Disturbed. Disturbed. Just because of how graphic because it was. Because of the graphicness and just the, like, the... So, okay, I watch... I'm used to thrillers and, like... Baby! <laughs> Baby! But, um, like, I understand, like, oh, I'm chasing you, um, people... Are gonna get killed, shot, but like it's the more artistic things that happen in stories. Like I, so you know, buttons to eyes that fucks with me. I love descriptive writing, mm-hmm. a little too descriptive, mm-hmm. uh, of like just vulgar things. Which was the point? We that was the point of why that writer was fired. Um, and the the no, was the writer fired? It was just the publisher that was fired, the right? The publisher got fired for be, publishing be, their story. Yeah, be wary that we have not read this book in five months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we're. I'm just going off of my notes I took. Um. But yeah, I, we rank that as number nine because it, it's the first story you read. And it kind of sets you up for what's going on. I thought it was going to be a continuation of it. Because I was like, okay, so when does the man kidnap the boy? Because, you know, that's the movie. And, uh, no, it's an anthology. No, it's so. Story. Yeah. so that's our number nine. Did you like it? Did you like that story? Yeah, it was okay. I liked it. I didn't love it. But okay, what did you like about it? I liked, like, I did like that they obviously put a lot of effort in the description and I like... You said, while I did not like the the sewing of the buttons onto eyeballs and pussy holes, I did like that they, they came tried. Up with it. They tried. <laughs> they had effort. 
I did like just the suspense of him going to the house, which I don't know why you would do. Yeah, so I like that, that setup. That was actually yeah. pretty good. And I, I could like, I was imagining like I well, duh, that's what you should do when you're reading. But like, I could perfectly like set up how this room was, especially when we get to a later story, and that's like one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like descriptive writing where I could just like think of like this is what this house looks like, and um, it gave me. What I needed. So, yeah. yeah. Wasn't a bad story, but, like, a good solid one to, to go into. And we are followed that up with our number eight spot, which is the 20th Century Ghost, which is, coincidentally, the story that follows that. So, what is that quick summary of what that... 20th Century Ghost story is. is a... <laughs> 20th Century Ghost is a story about a young boy who breaks... Not breaks in. Slips into a theater and sees a ghost... And once he sees that ghost, the owner's like, oh, you saw her. And then they go and talk about it. And then he ends up spending his days there and taking it from that owner who mysteriously dies. But basically, the ghost is a girl who loves movies. She loves loves The Wizard of Oz. She loves The Wizard of Oz. She always dies before the end. Like, she... So, you know, like, how some ghosts are just there the whole time? Um, She's one of those ghosts that keeps dying. If that makes any oh, sense. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, she kept, she, her nose will bleed and then... People are going to drag us. Out. They're like, bitch, did y'all read <laughs> this fucking story. book? I did. I swear I did. It's just been a very long time. But yeah, but that's basically what it is. He makes friends with this ghost and then he kind of falls in love with her and she's in love with the building. It's kind of like a poetic, oh, I'm in love with her. She is the building. The people love the building. They love the ghost. They love so, the door. So, yeah, like, so other people who saw the ghost, which includes some actual, like, they didn't really happen, but some, like, popular directors, mm-hmm. they're getting dreams of, like... Because he wants to sell the theater. He's like, I'm tired of this shit. And then all these people are getting dreams of, like, oh, no, you need to keep the theater. It'd be amazing. You'd keep it. So a famous director buys the the movie theater. And on, like, the reopening day, they're having this big, momentous occasion. And they go to play The Wizard of Oz on the TV. And it's just one of those things where the guy's, like, too many things are kind of falling into place. And he ultimately dies in the theater. He dies. And it's it seems like a cycle that the girl has put on. Because, you know, she knew that the guy was going to... The previous owner was going to get rid of it. And then this boy then takes over it. And then now there's a new person taking care of it, the director. Mm-hmm. So she kind of continues to watch movies. Yeah. So cinema always lives on. It does. What um, meaning did you kind of get out of that? That story. I thought of it as like I was really focused on the ghost girl, so I thought of it as a thing of like un, uh, real not unrealized dreams, but un like she can't obtain her dream, which was to she just wanted to see the movie the day yeah. she died. She had an aneurysm, and she never gets to the end of that film. Um, and then yeah, people keep threatening to like close the only home that she's left in, and I just I thought of it as just like an unfinishing like you. You can't reach what you're trying Could to Could be like a symbolism for like childhood. Sometimes mm-hmm. people like to hold on to their past, but eventually you have to move on or else you you just get stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what I take out of it. Cute little story. Cute little story. Kind of creepy though. Ghost yeah. girl. So. Her nose keeps bleeding. Yeah. And then that was our number eight spot. So our number seven spot goes to pop art. A story about a balloon boy. It's a very sad story. This is a sad story, y'all. This is not scary. All these, all the stories in this book are not even scary. Some of them are just like stories, like random ass fucking stories. This one is a random ass story to me, and it follows this boy, Art Artie. Artie. 
Arthur, Artie, Arthur, right? Yeah, but we call him. And he has a friend. Ar- Artie is also Jewish. He's an actual balloon boy. Wait, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, because that was my one of my notes. I was like, because in the beginning, he was just like, Artie is a Jewish balloon boy. I was like, okay, <laughs> work, um, slay. He is a balloon. How are you picturing Artie? Because I'm picturing... Um, I pictured like bubble. flat Stanley. Flat, flat Stanley kind of looking oh. ass bitch. See, but I've seen like the movie, like there or there's a short movie. So I'm picturing him as like, you know on Spongebob, Bubble Buddy? Yeah. Like, that's how I see him. I wonder if I can pull up the... This is what it looks like in the, the movie. It looks terrifying. Oh. Bitch, that looks scary. That's not what I was imagining. That is not it what looks I kinda like a mind. monkey balloon with no other parts of the monkey in there. Anyways, Artie gets bullied a lot at school, called uh slurs. He could be gay. He could be gay. He's artistic, for sure. Artie who is artistic. Arti- and he can he can't talk, he can only commit he's an actual balloon boy who can communicate. He is sentient. And he talks through crayons and notes and mm-hmm. One point in the story when he yeah, goes to it. his friend's home, his friend's dog bites him and his he loses air. And no matter what they do, he's just always going to continue losing air no matter yeah. how much they pump his, back into him. Right. So he he's to be like homeschooled, like his parents pump him up, but he just fizzles out. He's basically just chronically ill now. And he's lost his color. He doesn't have the same color anymore. He kind of has like a yellow tint to him now. Because he got burnt in the car because he was hiding in the car. So then Artie and his friend, the boy with the dog, they hang out. They really haven't hung out in a while. Uh, and they go to, like, this uh, beach. And Artie's like, listen, basically on his notes, I don't want to be here. I want to see how high I can go. I want to see what it's like to be in the clouds. Oh, because he liked, like, uh... He wanted to be like a an astronaut, right? Yeah. Or he he was obsessed with space. Yeah. Like he had like a telescope and all that. Yeah. Right. And so he was like, "I want to see how high." I, I want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> he want to be a space cowboy. <laughs> space yeah. And so basically, uh, he his friend like lets him go in the air, and he knows what that means. Like he's gonna go all the way up there, but and pop and pop, yeah. But he does it, and then eventually Artie's body is, like, washed up on the shore at some point. Um, His family is distraught. Yeah. He also, like, the boy who we follow, he's, like, in love with Artie's mom. It's kind of weird. He is. He loves her. He doesn't have a mom either. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have a good home life. Mommy issues. This book is also very mommy issues. Yeah. Mommy. Yeah, either their mom is dead or not really Or mischievous. Or mischievous. Yeah. Well, so his mom is dead, um, and so he doesn't really, you know, have a mom. But uh, he can't face her after that, of course, because he basically assisted... Yeah, assisted his... Their their suicide, so... But then, what happens to the boy? In college, he meets a balloon girl, and they get married, and I think they have kids, which is really rude. And that was that story. So, how did that story make you feel? It made me feel weepy. Like It It made made me tingly in the underwear. I felt funny things. No. Um, it made me feel sad because I it was really sad. really wanted Artie to have a good life and people to not be mean to him. And then he popped himself. And I don't even know if he got to see a cloud. Because, <laughs> yeah, you said, I don't even know if it was a cloudy day, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it was obviously just a story about someone with, like, a health condition mm-hmm. that eventually just wanted to die. Yeah. Instead of just live, which... Anymore. 
Yeah, that's rough. So that's our number seven, and this is the third story in the book. So we perfectly ranked it one, two, three, four, or one, two, three, in the beginning. It changes after that, but that's rank seven for that. What did you like about this story? I liked the weirdness of a balloon boy. Like, I was like, huh. And, like, them really making it work. Like, oh, he can't do this, but he can do that. And he can draw And then Kelly asked, how do you give birth if you're a balloon? And I said, it probably just, like, goes, like, inside out. Just, like, you know, like, those balloon houses, how there's, like, insides and you can go in, like, a room in it. It probably looks like that. Yeah, like. Where's that balloon baby coming from? She, she was like, how do you have sex with a balloon? I said, there's plenty of videos on the internet that will show you how. You, you know what? As long as you're not hurting anyone else or yourself, yeah. then by all means, I go mean, for it. pump a balloon. Go and for as it. long as it's not illegal, too. Okay, so our next story that we ranked at number six is My Father's Mask. So this is a story about a family that goes to a cabin because they're avoiding the playing card people. people. I'm gonna be real. I felt very dumb reading this. Um, I something about me liked it, but I'll I'll tell you what that was later. But so yeah, his mom is mischievous, and um, she's always making games. He really does not care about any of this right now. He wanted to stay at his friend's house and ogle his hot sister. Oh yeah. But yeah. He can't. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he can't. He has to go with his parents where the playing car people are. And at one point, she's literally... Well, they don't like, intentionally go there, I think. To get away from the playing I car. I think they're like... Because she's like, get down in the car. It's the playing yeah. card people. And he's like, okay, bitch, you're weird. Yeah. But, like, there is the there playing really card people. people. What are they called? It sounds like the Fairly Odd Parents. The playing card people. people. The, we're the pixies. The pixies. Anyway, sorry. Keep talking. Um. So anyway, so they get to the home, and he's really, like, confused, and she gives him a mask to put on. Tells him not to take it off outside the house, and of course he's like, I hate everything about this. But he puts it on, his parents put on masks, cool. I'm thinking, no, I didn't know what to think yet. But anyway, they get in the house, um, and then the next day, his parents are, like, naked and walking around with masks on. And yeah, dad's just butt-ass naked. Mom's got, like, a, a t-shirt. T-string. Yeah. Uh, so he goes outside, because he's like, fuck that. And, um, he leaves to, like, go play. His dad, though, tries to, like, talk to him one last time, and, like, it's like, son. And then he's like, never mind, His he's pulled away by his wife. So I started being suspicious of the wife, and, like, thinking, like, is she... Is she feeding them to the playing card people? Like, what's happening? But, yeah, so he meets some funky kids in the woods, and they're, like, wearing masks. I thought it was very fun. Yeah, they're wearing masks, and so they go through the... He plays a card game with these kids, and she's like... she, She says, like, some weird shit to him, and obviously he's seen weird shit, so he doesn't give a fuck. He goes back to his home. Where his dad just has, like, surgery, like, markers. Oh, yeah. Like, on him. And who, what is what is her name? The appraiser? The appraiser, right? Yeah. The appraiser, there's an appraiser there, and he's, she starts flirting with the dad. And so I'm thinking, is this some weird sex cult? Like, I don't understand. But the mom gets the bags and takes the boy and has them with the mask on, and she's like, we're leaving. Yeah, she's like, want to play a new game? Uh, pretend your dad did not Forget exist. daddy. <laughs> I liked it. I actually liked it um, because, like, I was like, oh, I wonder if that was, like, it's some, there's, like, some weird time loop going in and some weird deal with some sort of cult or something because they're very, 
lucky and they're also very rich. And I think this is just them upholding, maybe sacrificing a man to kind of get what they want because there was it the uncle that died? Grandpa. Grandpa. Grandpa died. Sorry, Mine did too. I, I I need to reread it again. But it was very interesting because I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm also intrigued on what is happening. Yeah, I might reread that too. I just like I said, I felt dumb. I was like, something I'm missing. Something. There's a white rabbit being e- eaten in the story, which I think is like an Alice in Wonderland reference, where it's like you're not tunneling down anymore. You're not wandering anymore. You, this is just where you are now. Yeah. This is the reality. Yeah. It's just kind of a crazy concept to be like, hey, we're gonna do something. Pretend like your father never father existed. Father never existed. That's yeah. kind of like crazy. Like, Ooh, okay. It made me think, it's not my favorite, and I wouldn't say it's even, I wouldn't say it's better than the other ones that we were watching, or that, that we've watched the book, that we were reading, but it it made me think a yeah. lot. So I think that's why I really liked it. The The sexual chemistry was a little weird, because weird. it seemed like the mom was kind of putting something down, which was kind of weird. Didn't love it. The mom, I felt the mom was being... I felt like there was too much sexual energy around the kid. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable because that's what I was getting from the mom. Yeah, and how she was like put on a mask and she's like ba- like basically naked yeah. and the dad is naked. Card, you know what? Maybe she's still she's playing cards. She's... She gambled. She probably gambled for this. Gamble. And then like every now and then, someone in her family—that's a man—is going to die. Yeah, I don't trust her. Whoa. Whoa, Kelly! Whoa, You can't even see the, the Wait. hands together. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. My arm is so tiny; <laughs> it looks broken. It I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was our rank number six. So at number five number is five. Kelly's favorite story. Is you will hear the locust sing. So this is a story. About a boy who loves to eat bugs and wants to become a bug. And he gets what he wants because he progressively, like really fast, his skin starts to shred off of his body. And like he's secreting this like goo and he turns into a giant locust. And that's where I left. Yeah, Kelly didn't actually finish this one, which I bullied her for. Yeah, I didn't didn't stomach it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it does talk about, like, eating shit, I think, in the story. Oh, eating bugs off of dog shit, I think. So, one, very grotesque, but how the story goes is he, he is a bug, and this is in Arizona, and it's somewhere near where the bomb goes off. So, you can take that for what it is. It's probably some radiation, because I think they say something about a cloud. And this radiation turned him into a bug. He's like in the, he's at the, what is it called? The, the dump? Is that what they're, like where they drop trash on? Yeah. He's like at a a jump yard. No. Junkyard. Junkyard. (laughs) Jump yard. A junkyard. And he's like living there and he's like, I'm hungry. And he goes back home, kills his dad, kills his dad's girlfriend, which joking reassures us that he has to point out every detail on a woman because he's pointing out every detail about this woman, how fat and ugly she is. And then he goes to his school and he sees his only friend and beheads his friend and kills a bunch of people and then breaks out of the school and the military is there and he flies off singing in the distance. How did that make you feel? I was going to ask you. I thought it was, one, very fucking disgusting. 
This is probably one of the most disgusting stories in the story. It is. Two, it was absurd. I mean, this book is giving us a lot of weird things. We got Ghost Girl in a movie theater. We got a fucking balloon boy just living his life. That's sad. We got a fucking grasshopper dude just out here. We got a cape later on. Yep. And I just love the variety of what's happening. Um, so I was enthused. It was just really disgusting. And they did drop a few slurs about um, Hispanic people, which I was not a fan of. And I was like, did we need that? It didn't add anything to the story. Did we need that? And we did not. So um, it made me feel really nasty. I feel like it's very straightforward what this is about. It's not like a big brain story where you have to be like, huh, what is this about? I'm like, no, he literally turns into a bug. And it's probably about just like the effects of war. Um, and yeah, very nasty. Did you shower after? No. Mm. I, I probably slept because I read before I go to bed. So want to stay dirty like like your D&D rat. Yeah, in D&D um, we, we, we were turned into mice. Kelly's in my D&D as well. And I said I want to be a rat so I shitted on myself and <laughs> rolled into it. And I was like, I'm a rat now. I, I wish you could have something you could add to this but you literally did not finish the story. I read... Boo! Yeah, I read the book. Boo! I read Bye. the beginning grossed out but then I was like back paged it and that too when he started killing everybody in the school and I was like what is this so that's all I that's know. the thrill I needed from this book was like some intense moment going on because yeah. the other ones got more like it built up to it and it was like something shocking and then this was like okay he's a bug so what's gonna happen and then the killing spree happened we don't really get any other killing sprees I will say I didn't imagine the killing spree would happen from that so and we're going to our number four which is a disturbing one from Kelly's perspective. What is it, Kelly? The, is that the cape? Yeah. The cape. So, long Quick story summary. short, yes. Long story short, this boy, when he was little, he uh, put on I a cape. I think his name is Eric. Eric. When he put on a cape, he swore he could fly. Um, and his brother tried it and really because like up. when he was in a tree, he like jumped out and was like, or he the the branch oh. broke and he, he kind of he like. He did like a fetal? fetal kind of thing and brought himself in when he was falling and he was just floating. And when he let go of the position, he, he fell. fell. And his brother saw that too. His brother's name, which is, I believe it's Nick. 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 Uh, Nick, yeah. So his brother saw it, tried to do it, fucked himself up royally. Mm -hmm. uh, the other boy is fucked up too. Like, like he busted his head. So he... Eric, yeah. Yeah, Eric is like a little... He's off, our main person. Off. He has brain damage. Uh, yes. But he Not seems like just a little off, Not brain though. damage. Yeah, but like he's like, I can never get a job now. I don't know how true that is. The way... Anyway, the point is... I don't know. I felt... Uh, I've cracked my head open multiple times when I was a kid. I think he was just maybe... Yeah, I think he was a little... Maybe crazy. he was just weird. I'm not weird. He could have been... <laughs> so, the point is, his mom hides his cape because she's like, enough of that shit. Yeah, um, because they're like... Nick literally threw himself downstairs. Yeah, and she was like, y'all are stupid. So she hid the cape, but she didn't throw it away. She said she threw it away. When he gets older and he's like, he, he did have a girlfriend. Angie. He, Angie. Which Nick, doing, I think, dated um, first and then Nick was started dating, to date yeah. Eric. Or, Nick was kind of boring, I guess. I don't, I don't think he was dating him, but kind of was like, was interested. To. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to date Angie, but he was... Just not as interesting as his brother. Mm -hmm. And then they started dating. They had a long relationship. And yeah, until so they were working. adults. Yeah. 
she was working and taking care of him. While he was just at home. Yeah, doing nothing. And at first, she used to think he was, like, endearing and interesting. And, wow, he wants to see the world and he's going to get a little cottage. And then she was like, bitch, you're never going to do anything in your Mm -hmm. whole life. And he actually pulled a knife on her, which he wrote in a... Which the... The the vo- the narrator writes is like I don't even know what I was doing but I feel like he fully was like fuck you um, stop talking to me I'm gonna cut you anyway so she left she left and then he's he has nothing better he has no life so he went back to live with his mom mm-hmm. who's also sick of his shit um, he lives in the basement he doesn't do anything all day uh, his brother calls and tries to encourage him to do stuff and he's like you don't understand I hate myself and I drink a lot and yeah. I don't want to a lot of resentment to his brother. brother yeah who's so, a doctor now yeah he's a doctor and um now so, he he has he's found the cape. cape and he's like wow and he puts it on and he fetal positions again and cause he's just like I think in the bathroom or no he actually goes to the bathroom later but um yeah continue he fetal put why am I rocking like that he fetal positions and he starts hovering and he's like oh snap and then he like Hovers over the toilet. It's like, very Back to the Future, but he like goes to the bathroom like that, and then it's just fucking X Games mode going around the house just in fetal position. Yeah, he flies around his whole house. He is having a ball, and then he's like, you know what? Once he gets the hang of it, he's like, I'm gonna fly out this bitch. Yeah, he flies. I don't think it's necessarily a tight fetal position. I think it's like loose, like a chair almost, like like a. Yeah. Like a, what do you call it? Those sitting. Because slots? the girlfriend gets in his, oh, his lap, lap at like one point. Like, yeah. Woo! So he goes to his girlfriend's house and she's on the phone with her new boo and he calls her while watching her. Because she's like, like in the shower. Oh, yeah. She was. You forgot. He, he covered his face in lipstick. Oh, red yeah, lipstick. Like a crazy that. person. That yeah. Goes to her. He's like, hey, look what I can do. And yeah. she's like, this is crazy. And he goes in and like takes her for a ride right. in their room. And they're like, wow, this is amazing. And he's like, let me take you for a ride around the city. And she's like, okay, I never got to fly before. And so they're flying, and it's like they're having um, a great time. Like, you would think, woo. Uh, Like, okay, as a reader, I'm like, oh, they're going to get back together, blah, blah, blah. And he literally (laughs) just drops her. Like, he goes outside (laughs) and then purposely drops her ass. Because he had, like, thought about killing her anyways. And then he's like, I should go visit my, my brother. brother. I should yeah, go show him ends. to fly, too. Yeah. That's how it ends. And I'm like, oh. Kelly, we're going to an ad break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more about what? Get your book, get your the book, bla- get your... <gasps> the Black, the black phone. phone! Or? The African-American <laughs> mobile device. Was it mobile? It was, it was to the wall. The African-American phone. hey guys if you're listening this far into the podcast i need you to go to itunes or anywhere that you can review your podcast and i would love it if you left a rating and a review on this podcast it would mean a lot preferably five stars and a good rating and just leave a comment there a positive one don't call me an idiot or anything like that that would be kind of mean and if you hear that that's sunny in the background she's here for this ad break you're gonna hear her on every episode that there's gonna be an ad break now. So. Oh, that's gonna be amazing. Uh-huh. Can I do one in Spanish? Sure. Bienvenidos. Estás escuchando al podcast de Data Card. Stay on the line. Si estás escuchando, lo puedes encontrar en iTunes, Google Podcasts, y donde quieras que puedes escuchar el audio de Stay on the Line. Por favor, deja cinco estrellas si puedes de todo este comentario que vamos a hacer. Gracias por todo y tengan buena noche. Yeah! 
what she said. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Gracias. Or how Americans say, Dana da. Thanks, Dana da. <laughs>
bills or whatever. Yeah, her purse spilled out while he was trying to find a way to help her, and it was, like, past due notices in her purse. Yeah, and she was like, oh my god, someone did this and slit his throat. It was somebody, it was some man, but then he's like, well, why is the bloody knife in your lap? It's very, um, every other day I would know her name. But that one lady that shot her children and was like, it was a bushy-haired stranger on the side of the road who wanted my car. And, like, it makes no sense. Like, there's no way somebody yeah, could Yeah, you totally killed ran. your kid. Yeah. So that's obviously what happened. And he he's like, oh, I'm going to go get help. Charles and fall, like, trips and falls on his untied shoe. Of course. It's one of those moments where you're like, oh, girl, I'm going to tie my shoe later. And then <laughs> when, <laughs> when you forget to do it, you're like, damn. Um, and they kind of scuffle with each other, and then she's like, help! Somebody help! help. She pulls the white woman card and runs away, and is like, help! Somebody help me! So then... And he runs in the other direction. No, he runs into the car, because that boy is still alive. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I don't know what to do, and then he sees cops in the distance and runs toward the cops. Yeah, he's like, help me, help me! Yeah, that's kind of where that story ends, which I hope, like, he isn't found guilty, but he probably will be. I feel like he actually might not, because the knife should have her prints on it. I don't think he actually grabbed it in that scuffle or anything. Just the time. We have a witness, the baby, the infant baby. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the baby said goo goo gaga wasn't him. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like the, I feel like. He, Do you feel like? Yeah. I feel like, you know. I like this story. I think um, the buildup was weird just because I didn't like the the main character he's yeah. a little bit unlikable what, yeah like most of, honestly most of the men in the, these stories and they're all male leads are yeah. they aren't good people so the men in this story and that's what so it's so and, hard in this for book me. the men in this book oh, sorry yeah it's what's so hard for me because i understand that like as a writer you're writing from your people, perspective or right some well, sort. So, right so i feel like you could say oh they're all villains but they're not like all the men are built as the protagonists and they're all literally terrible most of them 90 percent of them are terrible people yeah so it's like are you a terrible person Probably. Um, but, yeah, I like the story just because it, like, I didn't know... I, I like the build-up of, like, we kind of get a little sprinkle of this mom and her kids. And then just the scene of him getting to the car. And it's pretty fucked up. It's really fucked up. She, like, was like, I can't take care of these kids or anything like that. I can't do this. So she goes and kills one of them or attempts to murder she one of them. The and then tries to kill... It was a nice, like, little action scene. Yeah, a little fight back. Yeah, I him. I do like the fight scene. Yeah. I thought it was good. How did how did this story make you feel? It made me feel... At first, it made me feel annoyed because I didn't like him. And I was like, good. Get fired. Uh, but then, um, anxious. Because I don't know, like... I mean... No, first you felt, um, this isn't scary at all. Yeah. Well, no, because, again, I felt... I guess I was... At this point in reading those stories, I had seen so many weird things that mm. I was like, oh, Lady with a Knife. So, yeah, I didn't rank it the same out of the other ones. But I did still feel anxious because I don't know what's going to happen. Work. I liked it, and that's why it's ranked number three. So, did you like it? I did like it. Cool. So, rank at number two Ooh. is the title of this book, The Black Phone, Ring. which was made into a movie. And this is a story about John Finley, 
who was kidnapped by the Grabber, also known as Al. So is this what the Grabber looks like, or...? In the movie, yes, I believe. Oh. I haven't, we haven't seen the movie yet, so uh, we, we've already um, reiterated that. Yeah. So, general summary of the... Summary. A boy gets kidnapped... Uh, sprayed in the eyes. Sprayed with in the eyes. With wasp spray. With wasp spray. He, put, he raids him like a roach. I think wasp, like, it, like, can melt your eyelids. See, I didn't know that. I, just I think they say that in the book. Like, he was, like, blind for a majority of the time that he's, he was, blind he was taken. Yeah, I feel like putting any chemical in your eyes would probably do that. Yeah, um, it, it's this guy who has kidnapped three kids before and has killed them. Mm-hmm. And he lured him to the van with the whole, I need help. I need help with this. Yeah. And the balloons came out and all this. And then, yeah, he gets him. And pushes him in. So he takes him to this uh, basement room. He lives in this house with his brother. But, but the brother is unaware. Unaware. Mm-hmm. And the kid was, like, knocked out when he brought him in. So never heard him. And the room itself is soundproof. And there's there's... The only thing in there is like it's a... Like, it's like a mattress, mattress and then an old telephone. Yes, but the phone's not hooked up to anything. Yeah, so it's, you can, he was like, bitch, you can call anyone you want. Yeah. It's, it's not, not going to happen. Work. But he does say, he's like, I heard the phone ringing, and Al's like, no. Yeah. No, he did like, that's impossible. Yeah. So, uh, some days go by, and he's really not sure what they're going to do, what he's going to do with him, because he... He comes back here and there, but, like, the phone rings, and finally he picks it up, and on the other end, it's... I think his name is Braxton. Braxton's on the other side. Or, hold on. Let me pull up his name, because I don't want to get anyone's name wrong. Bruce. So, Bruce was one of his friends that he played Little League Baseball, and he was one of the victims. So, Bruce is on the line. You could say he could stay on the line. (laughs) Go to an ad break. No, I'm just kidding. But Bruce is on the, the line, and he's saying to him, like, hey you don't have that many days left because yeah. he's been here for a while and, you know, John is kind of daydreaming that his sister's going to find him. I believe the sister actually has a role in the in the movie. But um, Bruce is like, if you fill the the phone up with sand, sand. right? Yeah. Because uh, I think there's just like some concrete sand mm-hmm. in there. Uh, use the phone to attack him. So Al's brother, Frank, yeah, he finds John and he's like, oh my god. And then Al kills him yeah. down the stairs. And then, because it's a basement and there's obviously stairs that go up. And then John makes his attack and R. murders R. the fuck out of um, John. Al. Al. John is the kid. John is the kid. Yeah. John lives. Yes. And murders the shit out of him. Yep. I thought it was cool, like mm-hmm. the phone aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. And I want to know more about like, how's this phone get to the other side? Like how? I mean, um, we'll, we'll have to watch the movie. Maybe oh, they yeah. go into that. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was very interesting and I like that he got away at the end. It was suspenseful right off the bat mm-hmm. versus the other stories, which were like, like it happens mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right away we're getting sprayed in the eyes with fucking wasp spray and yeah. we're like, we're Ugh. rooting for this kid and we're like, oh my God, are they going to kill yeah, this kid? Yeah, that's the first person I rooted for, but probably because we didn't have too much internal dialogue going. Yeah, he was just more like, I'm a kid and I don't want to die. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. I, I I hope the movie is good. I would like to check it out. Ethan Hawke is the grabber. Okay. So, shout out to Ethan Hawke, who's Hi, Ethan. married to Maya... No, he's married to Uma Thurman. And his daughter is Maya Hawke. Maya Hawke. He's not married to Maya. <laughs> he is not married to Maya. Disturbing, but also interesting oh, to follow. Yes. Now, roll for number one. So, number one is... Voluntary Committal. Committal. 
Committal. So this is a story about Nolan and his brother Morris, Mm -hmm. who's on the spectrum, and then there's uh, another character. Idiot named Eddie. uh, Eddie. Eddie is Nolan's friend, who is a piece of shit. He... He's a really bad influence. You know, he takes... At one point, he takes... Lewd pictures of a girl in their class. Yeah, and they, 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 like, keep it. Eddie, like, takes him to an overpass and, like, throws shit off of the overpass into, like, oncoming mm-hmm. cars, and one of them crashes. Yeah. And, you know, he just has that secret with him. And in the meantime of that, we get the story of Morris, and Morris likes to build forts yes. um, out of, like... Cardboard and shit like that, tape, plastic, tape, any, anything you can find. And then his car, his creations get so big that the parents are like, "Okay, well, here's the basement. This is your room. Mm-hmm. Have fun." And he, he'll just fill up the whole room with these, with this, um, this masterpiece They're... of uh, what are they called? Fort, a uh, fort, yeah. yeah. They sound amazing. Like one is like kind of octopus shaped. But like, like he, he brings his, like, brother in there, too, and he, there's, like, lights in there, mm-hmm. and it looks really cool. And he, like, has him, like, go through them, um, but the thing is, when he's done, he's done, and he takes it down. And, and it, it, yeah, he always, like, breaks it down and builds something yeah. new, and in the inside, it seems larger than the outside. Yes. You and know, so, keep that pin in. Yes. So, one day, he... Like, like, I, like, he lets his brother in. He even lets Eddie in one day, and he's like, crawl around in there. See what you see. And there's just, like... But prior to this, like, you know, he has heard music in the basement. You know, the ants go marching one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. And, you know, when he, he leads... When Morris is like, hey, you and Eddie should go down here and look around. Because he knows how much Eddie has been doing to Nolan and how it's affecting his brother Nolan and um, you know he takes him down there and he lets Eddie go in first mm-hmm. and then as soon as Nolan's about to go in he grabs Morris grabs and he goes don't do that yeah which I was like really weird okay I was like oh Eddie about to that's it that's the end of Eddie. I don't know what was gonna happen but the thing that's really cool about this, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stealing this one just okay. to, like, say, because it was one of my favorites. Mine too. It was my favorite. This is my favorite one. So, like, you know, if we're in the room, it's a large room, Eddie's, like, crawling over here, and you hear him talking, and then they just hear in the next second, Eddie's across the room. Within right. the next second, is continuing his sentence. So you are getting this grasp yeah. of things aren't right. Something's really weird in this building, or in this fort. And he's asking his brother, why are you playing this music? And he's like, I didn't, I'm not playing this music. I woke up and it was playing. Yeah. That scared me. Yeah. That, that scared me. And then the fact that, like, there was something. Eddie says it. Yeah. Eddie says, oh. Oh, is there somebody in here with me? Yeah. Because he can hear somebody in there with him. Right. And there's no one in there. I just got chills. That was. Oh, I just got chills. That was one of the scariest things in this book to it me. Was. I never read something that really scared me like that. Yeah, that was fun. That was really scary. And then Eddie does disappear. Yeah, you just stop hearing Eddie, and then I think the music cuts out, and then Morris is like, "Okay, it's done." Time and to he go. he drop he breaks down the fort, and <laughs> Nolan's like, "Where the fuck is Eddie? I don't know where Eddie is." <laughs> Nolan is shook, and Morris is kind of like. 
girl. That's it. Yeah. Eddie's, Eddie's gone. You're welcome. Goodbye. Um, and he's like, what do you mean? But Morris is like, I don't know where he went, but I know he's not coming back. So Yeah, he, they um, even still have his boots yeah. when like, they're looking for him. And then he yeah. like, I think he kept his boots, the brother. Mm-hmm. So he's real deal missing. Mm-hmm. And that's... that's we never that's see him guy. again. We never see him again. So we know where he went missing. And then later on... Um, their parents die after they get older. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, uh, Nolan Morris, and Eddie. Or, yeah. N- Nolan and Morris. Yeah, Nolan and Morris are on their own. Morris does go to a, um, a, a home, um, where he's allowed to keep um, Like, a, a mental. A mental hospital. hospital. Yes. Because he's, he, 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 voluntary. Voluntarily, voluntarily committed. committed. Yes. He goes there and he like works there too. But yeah, and he gets to clean up and that's how he gets more boxes. Yeah. And they let him make his box forts. Mm-hmm. And he does make which his is box- the guy he works with. He's like, yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. Because one day he's just gone. Morris yep. is gone. Morris leaves, and, and Nolan goes there, and yeah. then they tell them about the fort that's still up, and he says, "Like, do not go in that yeah. fort." Yeah, because he was like, "Oh, we let the kids yeah, play in there." He's like, "Do not it. do that." And he was like, "Stop!" And he's like, "You're as crazy as your brother." And so Morris is like, "I mean, Nolan." I think he like, destroys it, right? No, he doesn't. Um, the the guy says he was just as crazy as your brother, and I think Nolan just leaves. Oh, I thought he like threw them away. Um, I'm not totally sure now. But, so, but he is scared, obviously, but he knows he's not going to see his brother again. Yeah, and he hasn't um, obviously told anyone about yeah. this. Wait, 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 wait. If George Prine hasn't demolished Morris's final cardboard maze, if it's still standing there in the basement, I could always climb in someday and pull the flask behind me. So there is still one oh, in that slay. center. So, but basically he's now writing the story out to tell the truth. He doesn't know what's going to happen with the story because, of course, people mm-hmm. are going to be like, what? Shut up. So, I mean, he's trying, but he really doesn't know what else to do with it. And he kind of considers at the end, maybe I'll just go in the fort and figure it out myself. Mm -hmm. A.K.A. if I, if he dies, he dies. Did I say I.K.A.? Yeah. Oh, A.K.A. I.K.A. But yeah, that was my favorite one. Yeah, I love it. It was that. really good. Now this one mysterious. probably has the most slurs in it. I'm like, okay. It does have it. It ruins it. Gross. But mm. again, it makes me think, are you gross? Because at what point is this worth it? Yeah, Mr. But King. Mr. Hill. I'm uh, sorry. Mr. Joking. Joking. Are you joking? You gotta be joking. You gotta be joking. Especially if he didn't spell it with the E. It literally would be joking. It would be. That was my favorite. That was my favorite as well, too. So which story made you the saddest? What made you feel the saddest? Balloon Boy. Uh, uh, pop art? Yeah, pop art. Pop art? Okay. Which story made you feel sick to your stomach? If not the bug one, since I didn't finish it, but that's why I didn't finish it, then I would say the first one, um, uh, what do you call it? 20th Century Horror? Best New Horror. You combined it too. Oh. 20th Century Ghosts and Best New Horror. Best New Horror. Best New Horror. I would say that's pretty gross, but I did finish reading the Locust story, and that one is definitely the most disgusting. Um, Abraham Boys gave it a ride for its money. That was kind of gross. If we're talking about stories that we didn't write, um, it wasn't that gross when I think of I the other ones. Just... It was just bloody. Which story impacted you the most? The cave voluntary committal. Oh, I thought it was gonna be the cave because no, that when, one you, just the when I would randomly yeah. get texts from Kelly finally reading it, yeah. it was like, oh my god, that was <laughs> fucked up. I think the I cave did, really the did cave you. Did, it did because well so because it was one of those moments where you literally have to keep like if you ever had to like go back and read the sentence again because you're like I no I'm dyslexic that's <laughs> well 
okay. <laughs> bitch. I'll, you ever read like the the same fucking three sentences back Five to back, nine. and you're like, yeah. damn, I did not mean to do that. I think that's my ADHD um, too. So, but this wasn't because I did not comprehend the sentence. This was because this time it was because I was just like, no. Like, I just kept reading that part because I was like, did he really just drop her? And then I did take a picture of that page and I sent it to you. I said, bitch! Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that one did stick with me a lot because I was, it came out of left field. He was just like, I like to fly around and I'm going to kill you. So. He doesn't even say it. He doesn't he say just He just does, does it. it. He's just like, yeah, he doesn't Man even of his word. Her. He doesn't even say, this is because you left me or anything. He's just like, whoop. Sorry, bestie. <laughs> one that affected me probably the most was definitely voluntary committal. It's, that's one still. That was just like that was the go? scariest line delivery where it was just like, "Is there somebody in here with me?" Mm-hmm. That's really scary in a fort where you're like just hearing you in the corner, then I hear you over here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I still say that one stuck with me, even though I didn't screenshot it like that. I was still thinking, but how? Now, which story would you hate to be in? Like, in if you're in that story world, which one would you hate to be in? I would have... I, I would have hated to be in... I almost want to say voluntary committal just because I know I would have got my curious ass in that box and then, well... But I feel like that's not... I don't even it. think I could fit in those boxes. I mean, that's... That's true. <laughs> I wouldn't have been in there. I would have... Did been, you just salute... No. Oh. No. <laughs> Kelly. I would have been stuck. So it wouldn't, I would have survived. So maybe not that one. Then in that case, I would not have wanted to be in. I don't want to be in pop art in where there's just balloon art. people. Yeah, that's, okay, I don't want to accidentally go like, like nice you, to meet you, you and you fucking kill them. them. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to be in pop art. I'm clumsy. I, I sew. There's I pins fall. on my floor in yeah. here. He can never you, come over. Yeah, you could never be in here. I don't want yeah. to fucking be trialed for murder right. because you stepped on a sewing pin. I don't want to just be walking around on a hot day and see your head kind of melt. Or, you know, I sometimes when I make clothes, I'll, I'll forget a fucking pin in there. Bitch, you put on the <laughs> shirt I made you and I killed you. Yep, pop art. Yep, I'm pop art. Or... Oh, yeah, the first one. Uh, best new horror. Uh, best new horror. Bitch, you asking all these questions, you're going to find the murderer. <laughs> You're going to find the murderer, Kelly. Would you recommend this book? Yeah, I would. Because I'm sure... Why and to who? Why? Because you're going to find at least two stories in there that you like. Yeah. It's just, I mean, there's so many stories and they're different. Um, To who? People who like thrillers, horror, or even sad things that make them think. Yeah, I mean, not all the stories were sad. I mean, the one about Bobby Conroy, that's not a sad story. It's just more like a... It like, was like a story. Yeah, it was just a regular story to me. Yeah. He was kind of a jerk, too. Anyway. Um, he was. But, yeah. I would recommend it to anyone who just wants some quick reads. Yeah, because you could honestly just read one story in there and call it a day. Yeah. I would probably recommend, like, uh, definitely just reading the voluntary committal. Mm-hmm. But just be warned that there are language in here that does not necessarily view... It doesn't view, drive the story. It doesn't view myself nor Kelly in a very nice light. No. Um, they, the author said, if you're autistic, you have to be a faggot. That is like yeah. literally like, and if That's you're anything else, you're the N word or the B word. That's... You fat bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the F word. <laughs> fat bitch. Sure. And the B word. 
Um, okay, cool. Did I have any other questions? Wait, which of oh, the balloon boy? Do you think you would have survived? Which story do you think you would have had the best chance of surviving one of them that was murdery? Okay, let's go down the list. Best new horror. No. No. I don't think I would have. 20th Century Ghost. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Pop art, no, doesn't really matter. My Father's Mask. Ooh. Doesn't make sense, so. It doesn't make sense, so I would just be in the woods. You will hear the Lotus sing? No, I would have died. That bug would have killed me. Um, Me too. I would have just had a heart attack. The cape? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would fucking survive that. The way that I would tickle him so he could Mm -hmm. lose his, like... Shape and just die. die. Uh, in the rundown, I would fuck that bitch up. Yeah, you just killed this kid. He should have tried to beat her ass a little more. Well, he tried, but she, she was... overpowered him. So, are you sure you could mess her up? Because she's crazy, right? And they say you can't fight crazy. I would bop her in the eye with this. Ooh, okay. Boom, 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 baby. Yep. Right in the eyeballs. This is supposed to help break a car window in case mm-hmm. something ever happens, which that's why I don't understand those Tesla cars when they're throwing like a steel ball and it's not breaking the yeah. window. I'm like, how are you going to get out of the car if you yeah. fall into water? Windows need to break. Windows do need to break, y'all. Um, but put this what on my if keys. there was the smallest chance that she wasn't the killer? And now you've Why is she her. attacking me? Oh, never mind. Yeah, she, she, she was attacking him. Yeah. Voluntary committal. I don't know. Maybe if I could fit in that fort, I would have went in there. If I could fit it, I would definitely have gone. But in. I'm not going in first. You got to lead the way. Mm, true. You know, what? I've actually had a, and I've thought about doing a short story on it. I ha- I have some tr- like dreams where I'm like, I go into one of those like play pin things, like the huge mm-hmm. ones, and it's just massive in there, and it's like continuous in there you lose track very easily in there i've had dreams like that many of them so like where you just like you go down the slide and then you think you're gonna go to the bottom but you just land on another platform with like 10 different slides oh shit and they're the closed ones they're not the ones that are open right and there's just bars everywhere so if tara ever goes missing make sure they weren't at a chuck e cheese last i haven't been at a chuck e cheese in a very long time and i don't see myself going there i don't know like Which one do you think you would have survived? I would have survived... COVID um, killed the rat. <laughs> I think I would have survived playing card people just because I would have put my mask on and did what they said. I would have been like, all right. I'm screaming. Um, and then the other You would have had your titties out. <laughs> BBL and all. Does that help me? Yeah. I don't know if that helps me. I think I would have survived um, the committal one even because if it was creepy stuff going on, I'm not getting in there. Once I heard that song playing, I'm like, you know what? It's good. I'm good. Work. All right. Well, any other last things you'd like to say? No, I just enjoyed doing this with you. So let's see what we can read next. What's that one? This is Annihilation. And then there's Nothing But Black and Teeth. This one is pretty short. I think I've read quite a bit into it, but I never finished it. So, what do you want to read next? Do you want to read Annihilation, which is 190 pages, or do you want to read this one about a ghost house um, that's 125 pages? I'll start with Annihilation. Annihilation, all right. Are you going to be able to finish it in February? Yeah. All right. Okay. We're, we're making the commitment. Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. We are going to read this, and hopefully Kelly keeps up. That being said, Kelly, where can people find you? 
You can find me at Kelly. And I'm not saying that because Kelly's a slow reader, because I am a slow reader, too. I have to spend the whole I day also, reading. there are days I just didn't read. Kelly was just not reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can't do another span. We can't do another five-month No, we gap. can't. We can't. Attention span's not great, guys. Sorry. I have to work on that, though. So, um, I do need to start doing something. <laughs> I'm screaming. She literally was like, I asked her to, oh, right. to say who you are, and she just said, my attention span, span is uh, short. And then started explaining something else. Okay, sorry. Where can you find me? At Kelly Green Ivy on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And my podcast is called Pick It Apart on Instagram. You can find that at Pick. It's going to be under here, too. Okay. But you then you'll see. Pick it's It pick Apart, it apart pod. P-I-C-K-I-P. Nope. Pick It Apart. You'll find it. Um, on pick Instagram. Pick It Apart pod? No. It's just Pick It Apart. Oh. Is there any underscore in there? Yeah, it's picket ap underscore art. Okay. Picket app art. So that's where you can find me. Um, but I was gonna ask you this question for the show. So like you say, you read before bed. Um, that's one of the reasons it takes me so long to read these scary stories. Does it not bother your dreams to read them before bed? I already have fucked up dreams, so it doesn't mean anything to me. Gotcha. I I always pray to have a good dream or no dream at all. And I'm Tara Card. That's T E R R A H C A R D. You can find me under most platforms under that name. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere that you listen Google. to podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor, iTunes. But please, please, please leave a good rating and review of this podcast. We have, I think, I think we had a decent amount on Spotify. Let me pull it up real quick, actually. Bitch, we got 17 reviews. Ooh. Five, 17 five-star reviews. Oh, my God. And don't forget to subscribe to their Patreon. Oh, my God. Do I have the Apple one here? Apple. Oh, whoa. I got 15 ratings on, on iTunes, too. Whoa. Wait. Hold on. Let me read these bitches. We got a review from KT Bear 16 I found this pod looking for Dracula reviews that weren't on... The payroll, <laughs> or at least didn't seem that way, and was so happy that this is that podcast. They do a great job getting to the point and not sugarcoating anything or making excuses for anyone. I just let Apple do its thing and lets all the episodes play, and I'm enjoying all the horror reviews as well. Well, thank you so much. Came for the the title was came for the drag reviews, um, and I can't. It won't let me read the rest. Oh. Thank you so much for that. And then this other one is from December. Love this pod. Tara and Zanny are fantastic, fantastic together. Entertaining queer art is what this is. Wow. Wow. 15 reviews and then... Look at you. Oh my god, I got a good podcast! <laughs> so yeah, That's keep up exciting. doing that. I know, Kelly. Um, Kelly is great too, so if you're listening to this and you haven't left a review, leave one so Kelly can see it. And then you can further support the podcast by joining... Hold on. Let me fucking move my tap. God damn. You can further support... Uh, this podcast by joining the Patreon. There's several different tiers. Um, for a $1 tier, you get the episodes ad-free and mm-hmm. early. For the $3 tier, you get the video, the full video edition. The YouTube version gets half of the video. And then the rest is just audio. Okay. And then... <sighs> Kelly was confused because she doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, I do! <laughs> and then at the $7 tier, you get... Um, uh, added benefits as uh, well as like extra videos and um, things like that. Oh, I totally forgot. I need to. 
Um, I need to do a bonus video. Okay, I have 19 active patrons. If we get to 25 by the end of February, we will be doing a giveaway. Ooh! A giveaway on for patrons only. So, what I do is, uh, we brought this up on the podcast, but I've been buying DVDs lately, um, Blu-rays, something that I've never used in those, because they'll have a DVD and the Blu-ray. I never used a digital copy. I have oh. these codes of digital copies that I never use. Yeah. So what I would like to do is when we get to 25 patrons, I will do a random giveaway. Mm-hmm. And the first person that is pulled up will get the movie of choice. So if we make it to 25 and that's good, we'll do the giveaway. If y'all love the giveaways, I can do it as like a once every other month situation if we like meet our goals um it's just kind of like what we're getting so if y'all want a free movie potentially and i think i'm going to open it to any tier but um i think what i'll do is um if you're at the added like higher tiers like if you're at tier three you'll get your name in twice if you're at the third tier you'll get your name in three times may the odds be ever in your favor yeah yeah so you could possibly win a fucking movie, y'all. Yeah, and let me read off my patrons at the Pee Pee Poo Poo tier. You get your name right out on the podcast. We got Ms. Titty City, Matt King, Fawn X. We got Caitlin B, Willow Whisper, Kiki, um, Keith W, Poe Bray, Sunny Days, Zing Cat, Coronation, and Rebecca Carlson. So if you want to continue to su- support the Patreon, you can. And the podcast in general. So, yeah. This is me really going on a long spiel now. Um, cool. Wow, I didn't know I had that many reviews. That's really fucking cool. I thought I only had, like, seven on iTunes, so. Fifteen. I had fifteen, and then on Spotify, I had seventeen. That's exciting. Okay. I'm Tara Card. I'm Kelly Green. And make sure you... Stay on the line. No. You. Stay on the line. What? Just say the first part. Oh. You. Stay. On. The. Have you ever wanted to support the continuation of Stay on the Line, but you don't know how? Well, here's how. On Patreon.com, you can support the Stay on the Line podcast for just $1. Each tier has their separate benefits. Some include early access to episodes, video additions to the podcast, commentary tracks, and much more. Not convinced yet? I'll show you how to even sew a little on the Patreon. Yeah, you too could be a fashion girl up in this bitch. So, if you would like to support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash stay on the line and you can start supporting the podcast and its continuation today.